Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Subtle. I'm Elliot Danker. So over the past months, we've seen the rollback of COVID-19 safe management measures and removal of testing requirements and travel restrictions here in Singapore. That, of course, has improved the revenue outlook for Singapore REITs and helped to anchor the sector at a time of rising yields. Well, today on The Bigger Picture, I've got Kam Seokchin, who is head of Southeast Asia Research for Credit Suisse Private Banking. Good morning, Seokchin. Good morning. We're going to talk about REITs. I suppose to start us off, I want to ask, why are retail REITs and industrial REITs your top picks at the moment? Right. Now, resilience in a rising interest rate environment, I think is going to be a differentiating factor for REITs performance. And we want REITs with good yield buffers, with more prudent balance sheets, and with a higher percentage of fixed rate versus variable rate debt. And many retail and industrial REITs satisfy these criteria, in our opinion. For the retail sector specifically, we think rents are bottomed, the easing of COVID-19 restrictions and the return of tourists will provide the tailwinds for growth and recovery. And with an average yield of 5.5% in conservative gearing of just under 35%, we do find retail REITs risk reward reasonably attractive. As for industrial REITs, the leases often carry rental escalation clauses, they are inflation-linked which provides a buffer against rising prices. And moreover, most of the major REITs are well diversified geographically and across different industrial subsegments like data centers, logistics, business parks, and high-tech parks. And that offers good defensiveness. So we see the industrial REIT sector shaping up to be quite a value play at an average yield of 5.9%, especially after the recent underperformance, as they had not benefited from the rotation to reopening place. Mm. Your outlook where the rental reversion is concerned? I'm quite optimistic rental reversion will continue to improve. In the retail space, for example, rent reversion has already turned positive for suburban-focused REITs. And for others, it's becoming less negative as tenant sales and shopper traffic continues to recover and leasing confidence comes back. In the last two quarters, actually, prime rents in suburban and orchard area have already shown early signs of a tentative recovery with growth of just under 1% in each uh, quarter. And in the great A office space, spot rents, for example, have already had four straight quarters of growth as vacancy rates tightened. And with the return of work in office, limited new supply in the market and demand from the technology and non-bank financial sectors, we think office rents should still have upside and support positive rent reversion. I'm curious though, whether or not you consider this a bit of a spatter in the works, rising energy costs. I mean, what do you think that's going to weigh on REITs? Yes, indeed. With higher energy costs, REITs will have to bear higher utilities expenses for the common areas of their properties. The impact on distribution per unit could be up to 4 or 5%, but it's really hard to generalize because the impact would depend on a few factors like the proportion of fixed-price electricity contracts that are expiring and have been renewed at a higher rate. It depends, well, some landlords actually have fixed-price contracts that actually run beyond 2022. Mm. Impact also depends on whether the REITs can pass through higher service charges to the tenants. Some have better uh, bargaining power. And it also depends on the type of leases signed. For example, right. for industrial REITs, some will have triple net leases where the tenants actually bear all the operating costs. Mm, not quite as simple as forcing everyone yes. to go home on time so <laughs> you can save electricity. I want to talk about hospitality REITs. It's been the best performing this year. My question is how much value is left? Although with the return of travel, I suppose this looks optimistic. Uh, yes, hospitality REITs offer 
very good tactical exposure to a travel recovery story. But at current levels, the average yields of about 4.4% really makes them one of the lowest yielding among S-REITs. So there is not a lot of value. Okay. So investors who want exposure may want to seek out hospitality REITs with higher exposure to long-stay accommodation. Uh, we're talking about overseas student accommodation and residential built-to-rent properties, for example, which have shown better income resilience through the cycles. Mm. Uh, monetary policy is something that investors will be paying attention to, especially this week and on the back of uh, the US stronger than expected jobs report. What are your thoughts on rising interest rates and how that could affect REITs? I think a few things will happen. For one, interest costs, of course, will rise from the low 2% level that REITs have just reported in the quarter one uh, results this year. We've already seen the low, I think, in terms of interest expense. Second, gearing could increase in the short term, as many of the REITs will try to lock in the lower cost of borrowing ahead of rising rates. Um, The average gearing in the sector has already risen to 38%, actually, in Q1, from 35% in Q4 2021. And third, REITs will try to increase the proportion of fixed-rate loans in order to reduce interest rate vulnerability. So that's that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. And finally, acquisition, I think, will slow, as it's going to be a lot more difficult to acquire, accretively given higher borrowing costs and not forgetting that cap rates have also uh, Mm -hmm. compressed quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Just a final question. How do dividend yields compare to historical averages? Uh, well, actually, today, uh, the dividend yield for S-REITs on average is about 5.6%. So, S-REITs, really, that the yield spread has already compressed to an unprecedented low of 2.85%. This is against the context of an average uh, historical spread of 3.71%. So, it's really difficult to imagine any further re-rating potential from current levels, but we do expect the sector to be fairly resilient and uh, there's a good chance that it will outperform the broader market as a defensive sing dollar proxy and also inflation hedge, uh, given the current concerns about global growth and inflation worries. All right, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Been speaking with Kam Seok Ching, who is head of Southeast Asia Research Credit Suisse Private Banking. Uh, thanks so much for your time. Take care and stay safe. Yeah. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.